Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. What if you could be a superhero? Dave here from DC On Screen. If you love this show and you want to see it continue and thrive, please be sure to visit iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star written review. The process is faster than a speeding bullet. You don't even have to wear tights or a cape. I mean, you can, if you're into that kind of thing. No judgment. What's important is that you tell the world what you like about the show and why you think they should be listening too. It really does go a long way in helping our show grow and expand, pushing us into more people's eye and ear holes. That was a weird way to put that. By the way, leaving a five-star written review gets you entered into a drawing to win a free DC trade paperback DVD or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win and will be chosen through a true number generator on random.org. Think of it as our version of that antiquated sexist moment where the superhero saves the girl and she gives him a little jaw sugar. (laughs) Alright, begging is over. Time for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen. This is episode 295. Only five to go before we hit the big 300. Wow. CW will take care of that for us. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is DC on screen, the show about all the DC Universe properties on film and television. This episode, we are getting super spoilery on Lucifer two eleven. Stewardess interrupt us. We're going to do our recap and review. Uh, the recap, as it is, we return to Lucifer and Chloe's almost kiss only to find it interrupted by a very friendly stewardess from from Lucifer's past. (laughs) Uh, Chloe excuses herself, and Lucifer gives the stewardess the old heave-ho. Soon after, the stewardess and another of Lucifer's former lovers turn up dead, prompting an investigation of Lucifer's string of romantic partners. Lucifer discovers that all of his encounters have been utterly meaningless, but they do at least find a link to a drug-smuggling operation that uses flight attendants. Maze, who has been trying to master self-worth after finding no one willing to acknowledge her act of vengeful kindness for Lucifer, sorry, for Chloe's father, helps with a sting operation to track down the smuggler. It flushes him out, but he does get the drop on Lucifer, who promptly scares the ever-loving hell out of the poor gunman. Their investigation fails to find the actual package involved in the deal, and it is later revealed to be some sort of chemical. When a shadowy man strangles <laughs> Jamie Kennedy for it, <laughs> Lucifer, with the help of Deal's straight talk, decides that there's no point in winning the affections of Chloe, since he's not really good enough to be with her. Of course, citing all of the reasons that she is great and any ma- all the things that any man should uh, recognize about her. And uh, she agrees, but kisses him anyway. So, 
I knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, detective, you're this and this and this and this. She's like, oh, you are recognizing it. Yeah. It was, and she uh, was very much, uh, the lady does protest too much this episode. Mm. Which she's been doing anyway, but still. It's impressive, though, that you can interview that many people who have slept with Lucifer in the last few weeks and think, I still want a piece of this. Well, the the funny part was like, after mentions of, of butternut squashes, car batteries, lube, lube, a zucchini, some honey, and and then his little dialogue in the back where like they bring up like a car battery or something, he was like, oh, I was improvising. I I both, <laughs> I both deeply want to and never want to know what happened in that bedroom. I I really enjoyed the Vaseline and the car battery. The Vaseline and the car battery is pretty great. Uh, he's like, I call it gentleman statue engines. <laughs> 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 that was. That was pretty good. Actually, uh, that was one of my favorite lines, though, was um, he's talking to Dan and, and says, this is actually feeling a, a bit masturbatory even for me. Mm-hmm. That was good. It was. It was. Best, best line. Best line of the entire episode. The last thing I need is a step, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and Alejandro apparently improvised this line. You say some really weird things, man. Oh, well done, Alejandro. <laughs> that, one made me la- that, that one made me and the wife laugh. Good job. <laughs> yeah that was good uh, actually my favorite line early on at least was um it's a it's a booty text or whatever it, it, it they ask him like have you never gotten a booty text or something and he says of course not booties text me or something like that mm-hmm. you never got a booty call booties come to me yeah um, um or you've never made a booty call is what it was oh um, that was it there we go and that was the moment where I was like, okay, Jamie Kennedy, cool, got you, all right, well, I guess you're going to be in the episode. And then toward the end, I'm like, is Jamie Kennedy just like, is he just doing like cameos now? Is that, is that where he is yeah. in life? And then he had his little death scene, and I kind of thought, no, that, that, yeah. that, that is, that's just pretty much like he did a cameo. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently that Jamie Kennedy experiment did not go well. It's called as... <laughs> an experiment, man. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me get let me give you my 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 best and worst real quick. Uh huh. Worst thing in the episode: ridiculous airport run runway scene. Just mm-hmm. oh, just way over the top for me. Way over, didn't look great. Um, Chloe was just making I, I, weird gesticulations the entire time. Like she did, couldn't figure out what to do well, with her hands. Always. No, no, no. Most that's of the time she, she underdoes things. <laughs> At, this time she was like moving her hands too much. Was, like the yeah. the realistic thing to do in that situation is to grab something very tightly and hold it, not flail about. Mm-hmm. Y- you never know. I, yeah, it's it's we never know. It, I feel bad talking about some of her acting choices because I we don't know. The director might have said we need you to flail your hands about. Like right, she could have been like, no. The realistic thing is to grab something. He's like, no, we need your hands moving. That that could have happened. I don't know. Right. So, sorry. Take anything I say about her acting with that could be a director grain of salt. Anyway, um, worst thing airport scene just didn't care for it went too much. Best mm-hmm. thing in the episode vodka cereal. That was fantastic. Yeah, that guy, is that a thing? I have no fucking idea. It has never occurred to me, and it sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I was, I was so impressed with it though. I know burial's a thing. I've never tried it. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of that, and that's disgusting. I don't. I I've never actually tried it. Um, it's one of those like on the to do list, but so far down that I forget it exists. Until something like mm. the amazingly strong vodka cereal thing shows up, and I'm like, you know what? I got to try burial again one day. Yeah, I uh, kind of felt like Maze was a cartoon in this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why were you so 
I don't know, like just hell bent. No, no pun intended, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, on getting someone to recognize that you guys got hit that the Russian mob on that dude's ass. I mean, I mean, there's a little bit to it. Like for her, uh, she for her that was a nice thing she did. Like she tried to do a nice thing for a friend, and no one will recognize that. Now, obviously, for May is doing a nice thing is like getting someone that needs revenge revenged for you, but it's still her way of expressing friendship, and she can't get anyone to acknowledge it. And I get that. It was just like they spend a ton of time on it, and there were mm-hmm. there were certain lines that were kind of funny, but it was still just a lot of time like um what does she say something about like self-worth is something i i, I wish i'd written I that know. one down something about like i don't need thanks because thanks comes from within bitches or something like that you say yeah, something like that yeah. but they they did just spend a little more time on it than i thought was necessary i did laugh when she when she pointed at her body and said i'm gonna go slut this up that was great that was funny that was great um she points at her you know midriff already there yeah, like <laughs> Her normal outfits for a lot of people would be what would happen if they said, I want to go just let this up. Man. I, um, I, I continue to enjoy Dan and Lucifer together. I, I kind of am starting to wish that Chloe wasn't even a thing on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm shipping. Just make uh, it Dan and Lucifer. Shipping Chloe and Dan pretty hard. Or not Chloe and Dan. Uh, Dan and Lucifer pretty hard. Yeah. I didn't have much more except, um, you know, thank God they kissed, right? Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that ship sailing. I mean, I guess... Well, we're one and a half seasons into Will They, Won't They? And, you know, that's plenty of time to spend on Will These Two People Ever Kiss? Right. So, light that light that candle, guys. And um, he actually does have a good he does have a good <laughs> speech at the end. That was pretty good. I, I admit it was moving. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, the show did something. Um, it did a thing that it uh, it always goes well. When he's actually the devil, he's, he's great. Like, mm-hmm. Tells the guy, like, you're a bad man and I'm not. I'm much, much worse than that. Mm-hmm. Flashes his devilly eyes. When the show pulls out the supernatural, it, it turns into a good show very, very quickly. Yeah, but when uh, when he starts blinking and you see that Chihuahua underneath, yeah, they're very angry Chihuahua, <laughs> or that hairless cat from the uh, Nine Lives Aerosmith album. It's such a weird, weird makeup choice they made. <laughs> it, like it looks like someone spilled a cup of coffee on a picture of Hellraiser and went, "No, that's our guy." Right. <laughs> But something that it was I might like a California raisin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> you just left a pear in the sun for too long and painted eyes on it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, makeup department. Um all right, so this I might I might be looking into it way too much. Mm-hmm. The stalker though. Had a had a drawing in the background of what looked like a normal man, and then an in between man, and then a demon. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. I look forward to seeing more of the stalker. I'm hoping she shows up more. She was fun. The thing with the um, <clears throat> air freshener was that was a good bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the entirety of her bit was a good bit. Yeah. You desperately need interesting characters on the show. Bring her in. Yeah. You you. It was a good start with the uh, the lab tech. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I say her her uh, clearly. The stalker's investigative skills are off the chart here. Oh yeah, she could be a she could be a great consultant mm-hmm. in a show that just brings in a random nightclub owner. Mm-hmm. And she was a little uh, fun, but she was very much like that. They make all these jokes about um, it's like who'd you sleep with in the last eight months? And he's you know you're gonna need a bigger notepad. 
So there's this giant catalog of people that apparently need to be investigated, and the show just so happens to have someone who's, like, obsessed with Lucifer's sex life. Right. Which, they did not need to go through. I mean, the interview was fun. That interview was fun. And, you know, Greg Beeman directed this episode. That that shot at the end, dude, of the dude walking away from Jamie Kennedy in the airport mm-hmm. hangar. Mm-hmm. That shit looked like an old, like, film noir. Oh, yeah. Like, that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, the, the, the middle thing, like, when they start saying how meaningless their encounters with uh, Lucifer were, it it was useful. I mean, it, the, the interview process served its its point. Like, he, he gets it. He gets that he's just been wasting his uh, his time. Right. That's fine. I, I It worked for me. And actually, the look on Tom Ellis' face when he, the first time they say meaningless, it actually, the man's a good actor. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what made me laugh before that? Uh, there's a moment early on where he... he Thinks so, or he says like something about is it Janet? I want to say is the name of the Jan or Janet? It's the uh, uh, the stewardess that dies. Jana. Jana. Okay. Um, there is actually literally a moment where he thinks his penis might have saved her life. Because <laughs> he, he's like, if I just slept with her, she wouldn't have been here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I did laugh when he goes, "Oh, Jana, always with the tragic timing." Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, how'd you feel about the Charlotte uh, D.B. Woodside Amina deal story this week? <laughs> Not much happened, really. I mean, I don't. I still don't really know what she's up to. Apparently, neither does Amina deal. I doubt she does. I the the constant references to sex and his his reactions were funny, but there's only so long that can last. I thought they mm-hmm. like they hit it about three times, and that was the amount where if they'd done it anymore, I'd have thought, ah, you're milking it. Still made me laugh, though. I mean, it seemed like she was, like, primarily just trying to get Chloe to, I don't know, feel okay about dating Lucifer. Yeah, and I'm not sure what she's up to with that. Because the producers kept saying, you know, she's going to weaponize Chloe mm-hmm. and his feelings for her. Um, So she's mm-hmm. she's changed tactics entirely now. She can't get him to leave her alone, so now she's going to get him with her. And we saw in a preview um, you know, a month or two ago, whenever the, they went on hiatus, um, there's the preview of, like, Chloe's nosebleed. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're dealing with with that, but um, apparently there will be consequences to to these 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 cats getting together, and I guess they're gonna cover it up yeah. in like the next two episodes. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised. I was like, you know, we've had uh, the the writers saying that they were gonna do an arc, and I was like, okay, let's see what your idea of an arc is. It's apparently gonna be the Shadowy Man arc, and it might also involve like a flash in the pan. What if Chloe and Lucifer did get together? But it only lasts a couple weeks, kind of thing. Yeah, well, shadowy man with uh, vials of experimental stuff. Yeah. Cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. Let's see what that is. Deadly chemical stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm down. And, you know, that they had the, uh, just before this, uh, like, uh, one of the trailers just recently was, mm-hmm. like, three episodes left. And some of the internet kind of flipped out, like, oh, my God, they're canceling the series. No word on that. Two things to say, though. Basically, Lucifer's numbers are not exactly what Fox wants right now. Uh-huh. It's getting like $7 million or something, but that's not enough for Fox. Um, They're greedy bastards. They really, <laughs> really are. Um, so it, it's it's a little bit like if it was on... Um, it's on the bubble is where it is right now, as far as renewal. And, you know, I don't. I, aside from that, they've got a return date. It's April 24th with Gotham. Like, they've got a return date. They've got episodes listed... It's only like four episodes or something when they come back. I think right now it's listed at having 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah. they're scheduled to return, as far as the internet says. And minimally, they've already taped a bunch of episodes. They'll probably shove them on the air. 
So yeah, they might burn them off during the summer, but yeah, yeah, they may, yeah, it may not may not get that time slot, but they will air them. They've already put too much money in them. And maybe like Lucifer back on Friday night for four episodes that we already have in the can. <laughs> Before we weekly wrap up the story with a bad edit. And don't give a shit about the cliffhangers. It's okay. The executive producer will do an AMA in like three years and tell you how the show should have ended. Right. Well, what we had planned. Lucifer's taking over the death slot and turning it into a hot spot. Yeah. God. That would that would be something that would that would be copy that actually got handed to somebody. <laughs> I, it, they're gonna leave it on a cliffhanger, and years later, it's gonna be like, well, the show was supposed to end with um, God turning bad, and Lucifer has to kill him, and then he actually has to take over heaven, and that pisses off Amenadel, so Amenadel ends up having to take off hell. It, it's just it was a whole thing. So everything that was we wanted through the entire okay, yeah. interesting storylines. Okay, we had a plan for like season five. Why were you planning on season five? <laughs> well, after Chloe and Dan break up for the third time, yeah, yeah, it was actually going to speed up. It's actually going to be aging. That, it's actually going to be that like Trixie appears to die, but she comes back in three days because she's actually like the second coming of Jesus. And what? When she comes back, she's like twenty eight and super hot. Yeah, and Lucifer wants to bone her, but Chloe can't get her mind around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So this was a mercy killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have never supported a cancellation war. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, we're going to stop talking about this. Um, if you heard me laughing earlier and didn't know why, it was because I was thinking of Jamie Kennedy dying again. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening to me? Well, your broke ass is dying. That's what's happening. I laughed when I realized it was Jamie Kennedy because he's pretty unrecognizable um, at this point. And then laughed again when he died. Yeah. I was like, oh, I hope for his career's sake that he is the uh, the bad guy in this episode. And I he wasn't. I actually thought that, to, and toward, that's what I said, like, towards the end, I was thinking, like, wow, this is where Jam- this is where Jamie Kennedy is now. He's he's not even, he's not even part of the main story arc of a single episode of a thing he's on. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't even part of the, like, he was the, like, D-plot. Oh, what happened? What happened between Scream and now, Jamie? <laughs> I don't know. He did a great turn on Reaper. I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for him. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I haven't seen Reaper. <laughs> anyway, guys, we are going to take off. Uh, we hope you join us here again next week when we review Lucifer 212. And before that, we're going to jump into some news on, uh, on Monday night. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. DConscreen.com. DC on screen for Twitter and Facebook. I don't know why I'm saying DC on screen so early on now in this outro. I did it last time. I don't know why. Stick with it. Please forgive me. Go for it. No. No. Why not? <laughs> Proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Now, keep some DC on your screen. There we go. <laughs> Coming in for a landing. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. 
Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermador. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.